0: You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts.
1: Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. My name is Rusty. This is episode 120. And uh, in this episode, it's continuation drawn from 119, where we were discussing the 2019 Delta Tactical Steel Apocalypse as part of the PRS here in Australia. Joining me, our regular regular hosts, uh, Dutchie and uh, Andy Little. Um, Andy did really well in this match, uh, finishing or finishing on top of production uh, division. Uh, well done to Andy. And also, a special guest for this one was Travis Harris. Travis has finished tenth in both the Delta. Delta Tactical Steelpocalypse match and the Barris Cold to open earlier in the year, finishing 10th in both and was also the match director for the Monado Meltdown uh, in Monado in uh, in May. These are the gentlemen that joined me for this episode. Uh, we were discussing the Cause of fire from the Delta Tactical Steel Steelpocalypse at uh, SSAA Eagle Park in Little River. Just before we get into the show, a reminder and uh, thanks to... Uh, scoped Out and projector Warehouse, the Earmore electronic earmuffs, uh, the M31 model. Uh, they're both doing $10 off the uh, earmuffs for podcast listeners if you use the code E-L-S, E-A-R-L-E-S-S, enter that in, and you'll save $10 off those earmuffs. Uh, uh, When's that going through to? That's probably going through to the end of July. So do that, uh, bring it down to $100 for for those sets of earmuffs, and either website has free shipping options available for anywhere in Australia. Check them out, supporters of the show, make it all uh, feasible to actually happen, and for this to come to you for free. So uh, that, also thanks to our Patreon supporters. Hey, Patreon supporters, by the way, there is a bonus uh, 20-ish minutes on your version of this episode. Uh, You'll find that with many of the episodes. that there is actually a bonus uh, section for Patreon supporters where we talk about a story or a favourite something or a worse something or something or other at the end of the episode. So uh, if you're not a Patreon supporter, um, let you know that the money that you throw into Patreon to support us uh, goes directly into the show, to buying equipment or paying off equipment or doing anything along those lines, paying for the hosting that we do to keep this podcast live and uh, that was uh, greatly appreciated by those guys who do a few little benefits if you do it, and uh, thank you for everyone who does that. Um, you can jump on for a dollar a month. Uh, not a lot of dollars, but it certainly does help on this end. Anyway, uh, Patreon supporters, you do get a little bonus out of this episode, so thank you for your contributions, and uh, that's enough from me, well, from me by myself. Let's throw to probably me, I don't remember where this is going to jump into, but uh, into the... Match wrap-up of the 2019 Delta Tactical Steel Apocalypse. at this next stage, I'll say the official name. Someone else give me the actual name. Uh, this was a bag of bags. What was the actual name? I've forgotten this. Do you, do you remember it, Andy? Well, I mean, look how it's written. It's a bag of bag... Uh, it's a bag of dot, dot, dot. Yeah, ball what, bags. What would you call it, Dutchie, if you're going to say... Uh,
2: I don't know. I've always been quite partial to putting dead cats in bags. So, <laughs> Very cool. a bag of dead cats, cats tested in a bag.
1: I was going to go with bag of dicks. <laughs> that was that's what it was originally called. Um, but you know, I changed the name for the matchbook. But yeah, it's bag of dicks, stage. Um, that would have been great. <laughs> that's <laughs> what everyone. That's what a lot of people called it, and yep. and that was the intention. That's why it doesn't say bag of bags straight up. It says a bag of dot dot dot. Anyway,
3: I would have expected to see a bag full of dildos. <laughs>
2: Wait till next. He expected. Next. He <laughs> expected. There's a
1: finale coming. <laughs> what? There's no
2: bag full of dildos. <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> Can't believe what I paid for this. <laughs> Saturday night's going to be <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 So bag of uh, Dick's bags um, was effectively one of those, Dutchie, uh, one of those bags that you put like, you know, like netball clubs or whatever, have all their bags in there. Uh, all their bags. All their balls in one big bag and they can you know, carry twenty-five balls or whatever it is with them. It's one of those bags, but filled with intention or initially the intention was to fill it with a whole stack of shooting bags. Problem with shooting bags is they weigh a bit. Mm. And so um, when I did that <laughs> and i I'd, I'd hurt my back by this stage, I picked it up, I'm like there is no way that Scotty Patel was going to be able to pick this up and and run this. I wanted, I didn't want the the hindrance to be the weight of the bag. I wanted the hindrance to be the fact that it was a whole stack of rubbish in there. And mm. there was there was bags, there was shoes, there was a backpack, there was a, 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 a camelback in there. So was, and there was a stack of balls in yeah, there as pool well. Pool noodle, pool noodle. So well, yeah. we went to the um to, to drop out a bunch. I dropped out a bunch of bags out of it. We went to Big W. We bought a bunch of other balls like three dollar little. Lightweight balls and pool noodles, cut them all up and put them in there. And and the idea behind it, and you guys can tell me whether it worked or not, was that y- what you had to do is um, we shoot. We've gone away from giving stage descriptions, but um, the idea was to shoot uh, two rounds in one. Was to to run down, grab the bag, jump into position, shoot two rounds, pick up the bag, move five meters or ten meters put it back down and shoot another two rounds and keep doing that and the idea of the bag was that every time you put it down it would settle a little bit different every time you put it down so you'd have to find a comfortable shooting position which wouldn't be easy shoot two rounds and pick it up again and it would resettle and you could put it upside down you could put it sideways you could do it anyway and none of those positions were going to allow you to be prone and none of those positions were going to be the same every time mm. would you uh, how
0: did it work I thought it was a brilliant stage. We this was actually our very first stage, and hmm. there was a lot of nervous faces um, in the morning. I'm like, oh well, this is going to be a fun weekend, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of people trying different positions. Um, some people sort of figured out you could go prone and get your elbows on the ground at a pretty comfortable position. Um, I went with the traditional, um, just shooting, um, sitting. So I managed to get the bag squeezed between my legs, get a bit of stability in it, and, and it worked well. So you had a bag um, of dicks between your I legs. I did. It, it was it was Saturday morning. What else does a man need?
1: And only G. good job mate good job good job no, it was that was
0: actually a really fun stage to start the match with I think yeah, so nice. yeah a bit of
3: nice
1: yeah a bit of fun Andy what was your polar opposite of opinion no, no I thought it was all
3: right um, what did I get I got five out of it um, I liked that it was one of the large like what do you call them knitted bag, Not knitted. Um, yeah, it was a mesh bag. A mesh
1: bag. Mesh bag. So yeah. I
3: saw people constantly getting hooked up in the mesh and all yes. that sort of yeah, issues.
0: I, I closed my bolt on it. Um, oh, so yeah, I put too much pressure on my gun, pushed it down and, and got the bag. <laughs> I was like, oh, Trav, this is not going to go well, <laughs> but we recovered. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. No, it was a good stage. And I pretty much just went with the idea, put the bag down, um, rifle on top. And I just sat behind it, knees, legs crossed and then rest yep. my elbows on my knees. And, oh, cool. Um.
1: Cool. Yeah, because the the, yeah. the the problem with creating something like that is is you know you could bump the weight up real easy, and you could end up with a position that where you could put it flat, and you'd mm. end up prone, mm. and that defeats the purpose of the stage. the The, the idea is to be positional, mm. so that's why we changed out to pool noodles and all that sort of gear. Look, massive thanks to Danny from Delta Tactical who gave me like fifteen bags to put in it, mm. and I kept a few of them because they were appropriately weighted, but gave a bunch back, and we end up with pool noodles because. Uh, um, because they were lightweight. I didn't want to injure anyone's back because I already had that.
0: I also think probably a bag of bags would have made it too much easier as well um, because it's it's it fairly looked, rigid. To be um, fair, if, yeah.
1: if they were all pump pillows, if there yeah. was 15 pump pillows yeah. in there, it would have done the same thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I like the idea. Next stage, uh, last stage for that day was uh, Choose choose 3. And yeah. You want to run us through it, mate?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, stage description? Sure. Why
1: not?
3: Uh, shooter is to start Port Arms magazine in at a bolt back. On the start signal, shooter is to choose three of the available four positions. In all positions, shooter is to engage each target with two rounds, near then far. So there's a two thirty-three and a three thirty-three meter target. Um, The four positions, you've got unsupported prone, standing, there's a star picket, um, so standing star picket support, uh, tripod standing and legs forward seated.
1: Right, so uh, which one did you choose, Trevi? Uh So I went with the unsupported
0: prone, tripod standing, and legs forward seated. Mm-hmm. But the order I did that in was uh, I did the, uh, what did it, legs seated forward first, mm-hmm. then the tripod, and then prone
1: unsupported. Okay. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Andy? Which, what'd you go with? Do you remember? Yeah, I'm
3: trying. Uh, trying. <laughs> I definitely, I know I started unsupported prone. Okay. Because uh, I think at that point, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I was using my sling, so that's right. I went the tripod. Smart. Um, Very smart. Tripod first with the sling attached, and then I went the star picket. Yep. Same sort of deal, sling attached. So They were similar, and then I just disconnected that sling and went unsupported prone.
1: Okay. Okay, Dutchy, reading those those four options, what do you reckon you might have gone for if you were presented with those
2: three or those? Four I probably options? wouldn't have done the seated one,
1: not the seated one. So you would have gone off a star picket, off a tripod, and then unsupported prone.
2: Yep, fair call. Cool. If you can use a sling, so. yeah, and
1: yeah. and there was there were actually that was probably a, another factor to the stage that the um so unsupported spro- unsupported prone, you could use a sling only. Uh, standing star picket, again, you could only use a sling. Oh, yeah. The tripod so, standing you
2: has, could His old mate here just admitted to using a sling on the tripod only. Nah, I didn't. He. He, he dropped You'd, it. I
3: had uh, I had yeah. the sling there, but, yeah, that's right, because I questioned that. Recovery. I had the sling there, but couldn't yep. use it. Because yep. on the
1: tripod, you couldn't use the sling. It was the tripod yep. only. And then the leg of the forward seated. So, um, Travis, this was actually inspiration from a stage you wrote, which was the kayak stage at the Monado Meltdown, where you, you had to sit in a kayak and then shoot. Um, and a lot of guys used a bag on their knees and leaned on that. And I, I loved the idea that um, it was another shooting position that you couldn't, you could enforce that was creative in how guys would use it. So I'd, I pinched that one entirely from you and that's that, that ended up as an option for guys and, and good to hear some people did go with it because with your legs, your legs literally forward, you know, you, so you sit it on your ass and then your, your feet have to be in front of you. Um, and then you could put them out wide and try and lean low or whatever you could do, but um, the idea of a, of a bag sitting on your knees and leaning on that, I'm guessing that's
0: probably similar to what you did. Yeah, yeah I actually used my backpack as well, yep. um, got a nice heavy backpack, and, and I got all the shots on target on that Perfect. position, so four out of four from that position, with nice, stable, comfortable, even though you're sitting, legs fully extended, yep. um, it, it just works, the weight on your legs sort of yep. balances you out. So. I, I liked
1: that position, and and the equipment requirement was that was everything you had, you could use anything light, but it had to be off the ground.
0: Yeah, that's right, and and, so and that that actually free record that set the bag um, gun on the bag and just bang the four shots off. and yep. that was really really it's a lot easier than it sounds to do that shot. So.
1: Yeah, I, I th- what what I actually really enjoyed about your match because for those who if we haven't said it yet we we have now is that Travi uh, ran the Manalo meltdown match and so the uh, one of the stages was a kayak. There's a video on back Dynamics that you can see of that stage being run, but I saw. In the lead up to that, guys were off, you know, off the side, and they were mimicking having <laughs> a gun in their hands, and we're trying all different positions for that till they found something that worked. So I thought, oh, here's a position that guys have encountered before, that's in a slightly different scenario that hopefully they uh, they may choose. Mm-hmm. My thoughts with that stage is that it probably should have been 120 seconds, and I did have that feedback from a few other people to back up what I was thinking. <sighs>
0: No, I, I actually was very comfortable with the time. You were
1: comfortable um, with time? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Okay. I think be only because of the positions I chose. Um, yep. I've prone unsupported from the, the service rifle matches again, another position I know is pretty comfortable ah, okay. for me. That's fascinating. Um, no. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought, well, I got uh, what did I get? Eight out of ten on that one. Yep. Um, and you and got all your shots off? Uh, yeah, I got all my shots off. And yeah, I just rushed. I think I rushed the two shots on the tripod with the okay. two that I missed. So, and yeah, I, I knew that I'd got those wrong. So gotcha. I think I'd call that as a win for me. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, this day, this uh, this match, as opposed to many others recently, has a much higher um, per stage round count. Um, by the way, I'm standing up now, and I'm not doing that to intimidate you guys. <laughs> well,
2: it's, it's not working. No, I, I,
1: well, it wasn't intended to work, so this is it's I working am as planned.
2: Terrified. <laughs> <laughs> good,
1: good. Uh, so the next day we're onto Sunday. Uh, Sunday's first stage was the ground is lava. So, this stage nearly got ruined by the first squad that jumped on board. But um, who did? Uh, Dutchie, do you want to give us the rundown on this? Tell us the, the description. I don't of this want to one. read it word for word. Oh, we'll make um, it up then.
2: Just make up a new <laughs> stage. You're basically a carpenter. <laughs> uh, you got three shots on target. Yeah. Yep. They're a ways out. Yeah, perfect. 20, uh, 90 seconds. Done. Love
1: it. Perfect.
2: Heaps better. That I would probably have got more just points. just go with on that. that. You're
1: a carpenter, so you may as well be Jesus. And uh, there's some targets, and have a crack, and walk on water while you're at it, wow. and then turn the water into wine it's Sunday morning. May as well get and into drink it. out the puddles. Yeah, drink out the puddles. Perfect. Done. All right. Well, it's uh, like, like Saturday night. Actually, cheers, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening
1: to the. Pers- okay, uh, we probably should clarify this <laughs> I was
3: going to say, what stage is this?
2: Like, <laughs> I don't remember that stage. Well, it, it essentially you're in your starting position. Yep. You place three timber pieces in such a way that they can engage their target without themselves or their equipment touching the ground. Mm. The only thing they can rest on is the three timber pieces. shooter will take three shots at each target, and they're at 200, 300, and 500, essentially. basically. Yeah.
1: So there was three bits
2: of timber. So you're a carpenter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Get into it. What's the big deal? Oh, he's a sparky, isn't he? <laughs> That's right. He doesn't understand, and he's in insurance, so it's even worse. So there's got wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the ballpark of those, these pieces of timber? They were what about? Um, yeah, I nin- mean,
0: ninety by forty fives, I think.
1: Ninety by forty, yeah, maybe twenty five thick. 25 thick they were, they were about this long for most of them because that that, that's
2: helpful for people listening <laughs> this long <laughs> talking, about I'm telling you. See, they should be Patreon supporters you you they not know how long the they were no you weren't even facing the camera
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get you guys to gauge how, tell you what passes that tape measure over there I was, I was going gonna to say measure one there. would Let's be one
3: would be about the 500 right in front to 600 of you. It's mil it's long uh,
1: hanging upside down <laughs> it says 2 metres up down 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 warm warmer 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 hot there you are we should play hot and cold more often on this podcast so I, I'm,
3: I'm i'm gonna guess one was about 500 long yep the other two one, of them
1: two of them were about 500 long
3: well i think one was slightly longer you'll find
1: one was slightly longer <laughs> and they're probably about what
3: about uh, 80 80 or 90 mil thick uh wide uh they definitely yeah. weren't that wide
0: yeah i yeah. No, yeah, i reckon they were yeah. 90 by
3: 35 yeah. and yep. about 25 30 mil thick but there and was 90 by
1: 450 probably say that rather than 45
3: yeah. 45
1: millimeters Forty-five millimeters. Yeah, nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. in thickness. Yeah, thickness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Someone yeah. said they were twenty-five mill thick. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're confused. Oh. There was three pieces. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. All aspects. <laughs> All aspects.
3: <laughs> one of them was a lot longer. I was going to guess that one you're at right. about eight hundred long.
1: I reckon you're probably about right. Yep. Yep. Somewhere I reckon around. that. Actually, you probably
2: nine hundred. It's it's inconsequential, really. Yeah.
1: So you had three pieces of timber to put on the ground. I mean, look, if they were bloody Carboners. a metre by three metres, it wouldn't be much of a stage.
0: No, but <laughs> it, it is consequential though because once you once you actually saw the bits of timber laid out and the, the position you needed to get in, yep. um, it, it did make sense having that one longer piece. So.
1: so you had one longer piece and then two shorter pieces and the only thing that could touch the ground was those pieces. So again, Travi, this was built on a stage that you did. Um, logs 11. Ah, this of was, course. This yeah. was um, concepted by that stage but not not bound by that stage. So Trevor did a stage that was was yeah, pinched, sort of, from another stage as well. But the idea was that you had to build your position. You couldn't touch the ground outside of it. This was a little bit more sort of catered to you. And when I wrote it, the idea, my intention was that people would shoot the stage off a tripod. Now, people worked out pretty quick that a tripod. And the only gear you could use was what I called designated shooting equipment. Now, I should have been clearer and and designated it as personal designated shooting equipment because somebody walked up to the uh oh. to one of the benches <laughs> and picked up one of the benches and brought that out and said I'm going to shoot off the bench about four shooters in I walked past and went that's no go guys because and and here's the reason why is that I I'm all for ingenuity and and finding solutions to problems but what you've taken is a creative stages that are challenged and, and people can work out how they're gonna do it and then still need to employ good shooting skills to make it happen to we're just gonna shoot a few targets off a bench. And that's why I didn't really care how many guys had to reshoot it. We've we've gone from mm. this is this has been a stage that should challenge a few guys to hey we're just shooting off a bench. And that's that's why I mean it, good it was only four shooters into it, not thirty. Um but yeah that was uh, I was a bit disappointed by that, but anyway, that that, that was the case.
0: The, the ones that shot off the bench, you should have measured their group size and called it F class.
1: <laughs> <laughs> F class doesn't shoot off a bench. We should have called a bench rest.
0: Ah, bench rest. There yeah. you go.
1: But anyway, um, how did your boys go on this stage?
0: Uh, I I end up with four. Um, I quickly learned. I had. Um, the tripod, pretty secure. Um, okay. I, I know my way around a tripod, but I haven't shot with one a lot. Yeah, um, that'll make a big difference. Yeah, it does. It certainly does. However, the mistake that I made was um, I didn't lay the timber out in a good enough pattern and I was actually gotcha. standing too close to the tripod, um, so I was unbalanced. Perfect. And yeah. also, under the bit of timber that was protecting us from the, the mud and all that crap under there, there was a bit of a rock and I was on that uh. and I was rocking my position. <laughs> so, it was it was flawed from the start, but yeah, yeah I should
1: there was there was intention in terms of that that timber the shorter stage the shorter pieces were to bring you really close to your tripod if you laid it out with the long one in front yeah. and the shorter ones. Well, the
0: back. I had the timber right. I had the uh, the longer one on my like left. It. No, well, I just stood too close, <laughs> so it was user error. Um, I should have should have got my inner carpenter harnessed and um, That's exactly yeah, Just right. measured mm. twice and cut once. Look to the inner Jesus. exactly. Yeah. Huh.
1: That's all right. What about you, Andy?
3: Yeah, um, I went okay. Uh, I went standing with the tripod, similar sort of ideal um, situation. I saw someone
1: sitting with a the tripod. That, with the, they yeah. put the three parallel to each other. Yeah. The tripod on the front two, the legs on the front one, and they sat yep. on the, their ass on the back one.
3: If I was going to do was it again, not
1: silly. That, that, was not that would silly be at the all. way to yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. same. I same. didn't think of that, and that's brilliant, brilliant innovation. Mm.
3: Yeah, so they've, yeah, if I was going to do it again, that would be the way to go, sitting down with the tripod in front of you. Um, yeah, standing up and standing on those bits of timber—really, any sort of balance shift you had, like, just wobbled the whole tripod. Because uh, you're pretty much yeah yep. on the same bits of timber.
1: I reckon. Uh, I reckon if Dutchy shot this one, he would have just like put a nail in it and just like gone to the RA. Hey, <laughs> I just built a TP. Four
2: points, thanks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't it. understand why you guys are having so much trouble. You've got to <laughs> lay it out. Oh, it's a bit wobbly. Yeah, you yeah. 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 a teepee, bitch. Yeah. Give me some points. <laughs> yeah, it's wood. The ground's lava. Why are you putting wood on lava?
1: Right. On the next stage, this is this is the one that got uh, got dropped because of some time restrictions. This one was uh, called Slapping Rusty, which I thought might be nice for all of you guys to. Uh, Have a slap, Uh, Andy. Do you want to? Actually, Trav, I'm looking at you. Give us a rundown on this stage. I
0: I figured this one out in my own head. I got this, and I was disappointed when it got dropped. I just want to talk about the stage. I'm disappointed because it got
2: dropped. (laughs) Fair (laughs) call.
0: Fair (laughs) call. This stage here uh, was a another 90 second stage. Uh, 12 rounds. You had to start port arms. Um, The first, so when the start signal went off, you had to move to the first position, which was a star picket. Surprisingly. Um, and shoot the 292-metre uh, target with three rounds, then move to the second position, which was another star picket, and engage the 485-metre target with two round, uh, three rounds. sorry. Uh, then you had to get up, move back to a big watermelon, um, and just slap it um, because Rusty upset everyone with the previous stage.
1: Uh, most of the stages, really, to be honest.
0: Well, no, just the previous one. Um, so if you dropped the previous one, I wouldn't have slapped you so hard, but... Um, and then uh, you had to go back and reshoot the same um, same positions from the same star pickets. So, um, yeah, a, on this stage, I thought there was a bit of um, room for uh, interpretation. So I actually managed, well, a lot of people were shooting from the top of the star picket in a standing position, leaning against them. Um, and by the time it got further in the day, there was a bit of, um, bit of movement in the star pickets, a bit of wobble. So I um, actually sort of worked out that, if I used a, a pump pillow at the back of the gun, I could get it off the ground so the gun wasn't touching the ground, and I oh, could yeah. cant the um, the legs of my bipod and jam the legs nice. of my bipod um, over the star picket. Nice. So the error that I made, though, and if I was to shoot it again, was I actually put too much pressure on it. So I got the gun jammed in against the bipod, but every time I adjusted to try and find the target, it slipped too far. So Gotcha. Um, yeah, it was a good position, um, and I yeah, got five out of 12 on it, which wasn't enough in the end, but um it was yeah if I was to shoot it again that was that was what I learned from it so
1: yeah okay yeah cool hmm. andy what about you mate
3: yeah it's probably one i should have slowed down with um didn't matter
1: in the end to be fair but sure
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i just went a, a game changer straight on top um and then
1: how, actually how was that because that that yeah. was something i considered high yeah, yeah. not too yeah, bad
3: it was solid pretty yep. pretty good yeah pretty much fr- free recorded it i uh, yep. just sat there and on top of the scope and um, looked after itself. Um, but yeah, I, sh- I should have slowed down because I, I was, I was rushing. I got the first three impacts yep. um, on the closer target, rushed the second position to then, cause I just wanted to turn around and slap you so hard. Um, <laughs> and then
1: Fake. I would have the same. Yeah.
3: So I only, I only got three on that one. Um, yeah. Cause then when I got back, I, yeah, I was just out of it and rushed yep. it and, um so yeah, I should probably should have broken it down and gone, Okay, just just focus on those first f- six shots. Sure. Those yep. first two positions and don't worry about the rest.
1: To be clear to our listeners and Doduchy and is staring at me going, Why did you make everyone slap you? Um the, the I didn't
2: realise he was Russian. He just just because oh, I was <laughs> yeah. Russian. He like, Russian. Yeah. Sometimes he's, he's Russian. Yeah. Should work on that. <laughs>
1: So to be to be clear, um, you, all you had to do was to tap the start picket that the um, watermelon was on. But I did give the option for people to slap because, yeah, just get a little mm. bit of, out of their system. And the other thing is I did actually have a backup watermelon, which we didn't use, <laughs> which is disappointing. Um, because I figured a few guys may actually try and slap pretty hard on this thing. And uh, we may actually need a backup. So I bought a backup <laughs> just in case guys wanted to slap me uh, harder than, uh, than intended. And they, they didn't, which... Kind of made me feel okay, but kind of disappointing that I wasted money on extra watermelon. So if I ever give you guys another stage to um, <laughs> be able to slap me on, um, please go hard because <laughs> I've, I've thought about it.
2: Yep, abuse the melons. <laughs> yep, pretty much going <laughs> from slapping not good, slapping of, to good to
1: advice for your wife though. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just, just be clear on that. Anyway,
3: good. Go from the slap to the closed fist, I think.
2: Uh, what what did you say about um how how Matt there as well? He said he called himself Russian multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just he would have cleaned that if he was Russian. <laughs> he would
1: have Um, so actually I I was I was stoked. A couple of guys did actually not clean the stage, but did finish it. Um, with reasonable time, so mm. um, the reason it got dropped is that uh, there was a few delays and a bit of communication error and, and we didn't end up, we, we were behind time for the match um, by about sort of half hour, 40 minutes and and so that uh, something did have to go by the end of it and that was the stage that, that, that did got dro- uh, did get dropped, unfortunately. Yeah. But it did
3: did help me out, to be honest.
1: Yeah, look, it was it was <laughs> dropped without any calculations on on what. But I think um, at the point we decided it was dropped, there was fifteen guys who hadn't shot it that should were, have, and every other station that was remained uh, that remained there was like six people. Who hadn't shot it that should have? So yep. it was dropped on that basis. Yep. Next stage uh, was supply drop. Oh yeah, yeah. This match overall was a little bit different to to many of the other matches, particularly the more recent matches. Many of the recent matches, Trav, you had twenty one stages or twenty yep. and a bit stages. Yep. To be fair, um, in Mildura we had twenty stages. Um, in Bucken last year, I think we had eighteen or thereabouts, and and this match um, was different. We had 15 stages, uh, which you know seems less, but the round count was actually higher. And, and the, the difference between this stage and many others, uh, sorry, this match and many others, is that many other matches, your round count for per stage is about eight, mm. maybe ten. Mm. This, uh, this match overall, your, your round count was on average 12 or 13. And so what was inherent in this match was magazine changes And I think that Mm. the the idea, you know, we've been prsing for a couple of years now and there's been, you know, we've we've continually tried to test lots of different skill sets. And one of the skill sets we haven't tested a lot was magazine changes. So this match overall tested a lot of magazine changes Mm. um, and perhaps more um, target and wind reading. But um, I thought we'd up the game a little bit with our magazine changes and really hammer home, hey, boy... Hey, hey, gentlemen and ladies, you should be training for this stuff. Like, magazine changes are an important part of this sport. And so, supply drop was really meant to intensify that um, as well. So, the in, in the idea behind it, there was two benches, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and on each bench you were to drop a magazine, basically – Run to a bench, chuck your magazine in, shoot two rounds off. Drop your magazine out, run to the next bench, drop your magazine in, run two rounds off. Go back and forth between that uh, for 90 seconds with a total of 12 rounds. How did your gents go? Yeah,
0: good on this one. I was quite comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, the, the movement was pretty easy. and um, It wasn't that far between the benches, no, was it? No, it wasn't too far. And um, it was... All about um, how you, you got your magazine to your <laughs> rifle fairly quickly. So I was going with the pick up the, the magazine and put it in the rifle as I was putting the rifle down rather than disturbing the rifle. Yes. Um the one the one problem I actually had with this one, I run my minimum magnification, um which was too low. Um like it just okay. it wasn't quite enough. I just, we were two hundred
1: yeah. meters and three yeah, fifty metres targets.
0: Yeah, for some reason I just, just struggle with it. Um I don't know what, what it was. Um just okay. finding my crosshairs, I think. I yeah, just Run them really quite well on minimum, so yeah, really fine. Okay. Um, I still end up with nine out of uh nine out of 11 shots that I fired, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, sure. I'm not disappointed, yep. Um, but I definitely think if I was to run Found it again, um, yeah, I, I, I said I'd, I don't think I would have had an issue hitting the targets, um, if I was to do it again just
3: because yep. of how I went with that. I said, yeah, pretty comfortable. It was a good stage,
1: yeah. Yeah. Andy.
3: Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I think just the, the mindset of um, remembering to drop that mag before you move as well. I've yeah, I've no- okay. Noticed a few people just grabbing their rifles and and jumping going. and, and yeah. going and not realizing oh, you yeah, got to drop the mag and oh,
1: That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So,
3: okay. So that was good. Um Yeah, I got all the closer targets but uh, missed a few on the further targets. I, think okay. I was just rushing again. Um Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't know why so. we
1: need the sound effect, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah, 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 yeah
3: it <laughs> anyway um, okay yeah so no it was it was really good um and obviously yeah practicing throwing a mag in quickly and knowing exactly where your your magwell is and knowing when it's in there and yep you know when you're good to go is is quite important and i yeah i enjoyed it
1: yeah mm. brilliant brilliant. One of the things, and Dutch, hopefully you experience this in August, is that the rimfire guys are pretty good at changing mags, or at least mm, yep. changing mags on their rimfire. That doesn't necessarily translate to a centerfire <laughs> because mm. many rimfire stages are 15, 20 rounds, because it's cheap. Yeah. So it may as well be. Yeah. Um, but centerfire has often been under 10, so we haven't seen those mag changes. None I,
3: of that. I think I think it's good. I'd like to see yep. Yeah. mag changes, even, even if it's Limiting how many rounds you have in your first mag or something. Yeah, you go
1: four rounds and then have Mm. to mag change anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Not silly. The next stage on on that one was long and short of it. This is another one of those ones where you've got some closer targets and then some further targets to try and split that top 10, top 20 up a little bit as well. Um, So we'll we'll give the rundown on this one. This was... uh, you would uh, start, in, engage a, a target at 350 with two rounds and tar- engage a target at 200 with two rounds. These are all 50% IPC targets for those who know what size that is. It's that shield-looking, coffin-looking style target.
0: Exactly, the, half the size of a
1: 4-1. Yep, exactly, 100%, 50%. Spot on. Spot on, Bevan.
2: The hot dog, we have a winner!
1: Shooter engage the target, a uh, far target then with two rounds, which is the same target but at nearly 500 metres. If either of these two rounds hit, shooter can engage the far target within further two rounds. So just a little tweak on that end of that stage where you had to hit one or two to be able to get another two opportunities to shoot. Trav, how did that go for you?
3: We don't need to talk about this
0: stage. Okay, we'll
1: move on to Andy. Andy, how did that go for you?
3: I enjoyed it. Good. Yep, I went well, got 10 out of 12.
1: Okay. Oh well that's that's pretty good. What'd you miss?
3: Um, I think it was one of the long ones. Okay. Must have been yeah, one of those long ones and then something in between.
1: That tweak on the rules at the end there, they had to hit one of those first two to be able to get the second two. That, that
3: was pretty cool. Um, yep. So my,
0: my problem with this stage was I actually shot the wrong target um, <laughs> a few times. Um, and yep. then I had to stop and count my rounds and then start ta- engaging targets again. And Because yeah. like, it was shoot to move as well, so I had yes. to remember how many targets I'd fired. Oh, it, was, it was chaos. <laughs> um, so, yeah.
1: Good. <laughs> Lesson oh, learned. Wonderful. All right, we shall move on. Two, two stages left. Two stages left. Uh, scissor me timbers, Dave. Scissor me timbers, it's Dave Acker's favorite uh, stage. This one, so this was back on um the skill stage two, uh, skill stage four targets, but utilizing both targets on the same frame. So you had uh, a a two and a 1.5 moa target at one at 300 a 2 MOA and a 1.5 MOA at 400 and the same thing again at 500 metres roughly. And so you were you're basically shooting him but the caveat to this stage, the reason that it became harder was that the larger targets at each distance you had to engage from your support side. Your smaller targets on each stage you could engage from either side. Hmm. Andy, what was your scenario with this? What, how did you attack it? Um,
3: there was a Another stage, wasn't there, were you?
1: We're not talking about another stage, mate. Oh. We're, we're right. talking about this stage. Distraction well, my, uh, my, Far out. He's, he's, he's off. In yeah, Russian. Yeah, 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 yeah. oh, oh. All right, anyway, carry on.
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, carry on. All right. I think I uh, shot everything on my support side. Uh, Smart. Yep.
1: Smart.
3: Yeah. Smart. I, because I knew transitioning, well, from going my... To my strong side, I'd be quick, but then going back the other way, it's gonna find me well, Gotcha. Take a bit of time to find that proper eye relief yep. and yep. and find the target and get comfortable. But you know,
1: once oh, you're oh, there's there was clarification on this stage. There was there was an extra. Oh, yeah. So the the last two rounds, so that was uh, we had six targets, two rounds on each. Um There was 12 rounds, but then at the end of it, you had two rounds bonus and you could put them on any target from any shoulder as well, just to clarify, Mm. like carry on.
3: Yep. Yep. So um, I knew I'd I'd lose a lot of time transitioning from support to strong side. Yep. Uh, So I got comfortable on the support side, just ran the whole stage like that. Support. Yep. Um, And then the two extra rounds at the end, I chose to do the 491 large target. Yep. Um, stay at distance. Yeah, yep. stay at distance. I already had my hold because I think I'd had one impact out there. So I knew yep. where it was. Yep. Just stayed there and, yeah.
1: Got a. Kind of Finished a, it off. Yeah, and um
0: Trav, what about you, mate? Uh, so I actually played the strategy game on this one. Ooh, um, look out. So yeah, what I what I had to look at was the the layout of the larger and the small targets. Okay. Um now it was They're the They're on the same frames. No, they they were. So what I did was <laughs> I started on my support shoulder, um, okay. on the smaller target. Yes. Um, at close. Yep. Uh, actually so I only dropped two points on this one. Um so I only fired eleven rounds, but I got nine. So I was happy with that. But Um, what I did was I started on my support shoulder on the small target then I transitioned to my um, strong shoulder for the big target, moved to the second bigger target to get my wind hold. Yes. Um, and then transitioned to my support shoulder to shoot the smaller, smaller target yeah, again. you could do it in any order. That's yep. right. And then went out support shoulder again um, and yes. stayed on support. So, okay. yeah, it just to, to make sure I had my wind hold as I got to distance. So, yeah, brilliant. Um, and it worked. Well, for me, it worked pretty well. I'm pretty comfortable shooting off my support side. So, so this, yeah.
1: this was a stage that I ran on the day, and I found that the the guys who did the best on this did your approach, Annie, where they stayed on support the whole way through. Although your, your support approach is a smarter idea than, than following the rules yeah. per se or the, the indication per se, Travi. So, so th- again, this is left up to a lot of interpretation to the shooter. But the guys who stayed on support shoulder would go through and do the, th- the 300, the 400, get to 500, engage a big target, swap to their standard shoulder, put two into the small target, right, and then... Um, one of the rules with those two bonus targets is you had to let the RO, which was me, know which targets you were going for prior to engaging. And I remember one shooter, whose name I won't say, Nick, um, engaged the target at distance without telling me. So I was in the spotter at the time. I was like, "What?" and I would ask, I would say, where, where are you going now? And he had already shot and he hit, but it didn't count because mm. – he hadn't told me where he hadn't confirmed which targets he were going for. So, unfortunately, that didn't count. And he then went, oh, no, no, I'm going for the far one, far one, far one. Okay, no worries, mate. I'm on it now. Um, and the reason you do that as a, as a match director, and Trevor, you, I'm sure you'd appreciate this, is the RO needs to know where to be looking. Because I had a number of guys make, I'll be honest, a silly decision to come back to 300. Because they thought that was the easier target to hit, which is understandable but it chewed up time and i had guys who would go back to 300 meters and by the time they were about to get a shot on timed out whereas if they'd ran too quickly go 500 and then ran too quickly they would have maybe hit one out of two on the bigger target and um would have been a more sensible decision but anyway that's again mm. another st- heavy on strategy stage mm. that would be good Dutchy. how are you on support side mate have you shot much support side
2: uh, only if I have to, out of a window usually.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I guess that's. I've seen some guys do really well. Like we mm. were one of the first pair eyes. I don't know if you remember mm. this. Bronte smashed that stage because he was so used to. Oh, Bronte's not here tonight, by the way. As I'm sure you guys have all realised, he had to work tonight. But he uh, he smashed that stage because he was so used to shooting out of a window on his support side. Um, he smashed a particular stage of the first PRI, um, so that's not. I mean, you, you say that, and the guys go, "Oh, yeah, if you have to," but mm. if you have to, as opposed to not willing to try that shot and and getting in the the other position. So, yeah, I'll yeah. Be I don't, I don't to recall
2: ever having trouble doing it. It takes longer to get set up, yeah, and it feels awkward, but yeah. Yeah. Do still. you
0: do you um, swap trigger fingers and that sort of stuff when you? Oh, he's asking the big questions.
2: questions. Yeah, yeah. The hard yeah. questions. I'd, I'd go full left-handed. Full left-hand. Yeah. Full left-handed.
1: Where I, whereas cool. I, I swap shoulders if yeah. I'm allowed to, depending on the stage. A stage brief will dictate whether you can just swap shoulders or swap completely. Yeah. I only write stages where you have to swap shoulders, but yeah. other people write stages where you have to swap completely.
0: Yeah, I, only did the same. I did my shoulder and
3: stay trigger finger on the same.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yep. Andy, what about you? Yeah, I did the same. Yeah. Okay. I
3: think you're just you're just more used to your trigger in that finger and you can break the break the shot.
1: So what you're telling me is that for the finale I better write some other stages that go the other way. Yeah. yeah. I'll be practicing. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a waste. I may not do that.
2: That's okay. Who knows? Like the can go with... non dominant eye through the scope as well. That'll throw <laughs> you
1: have to use a third eye through the scope. I I'm, I do I'm ambidextrous, so yeah. I may
2: be dexterous. You're probably not because <laughs> he's Russian. Yeah 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 yeah
1: Right. Uh, okay. Hey, last stage. Last, last stage. stage. Moving is, on. Oh no, no, two stages left. You've always right. finished your first PRS. <laughs> I apologize. There was a stage that wasn't. Didn't make the matchbook. That's why I'm thinking it's last stage. You didn't practice mag handling, did you, No. Trav? Yeah, yes. Right I, now. I did. I did uh, practice my mag handling. It's so got mud on uh, this page. Yeah, this oh. one was. Um, there you go, Patreon supporters. Mud. Oh, I can't mm, see mud. it. Mud. There
0: you go. There you mud. Go. Now you can see it. Now you're living Might. living the experience.
1: It's still apocalypse right there. <laughs> uh,
0: this one here, I think, was was played right on the uh, the constraints of time. Um, I think that was the Agreed. the the deliberate part on this one. Um, so basically, you had uh, sixty seconds. Um, you had to start with your magazine empty, um, but all your rounds with you on the mat. Um, on the start signal, you had to load two rounds into the magazine, um, fire your two rounds at the 295-meter target, drop your mag, load two more. You had to do that uh, three times. And then on the fourth cycle, you could load uh, four four rounds. Yeah. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say most of the shooters got to all of the two shots off, um, but didn't get to load the four, I'd imagine.
1: I think the – the, the, f- the fastest I saw is someone did get ten off. Jesus,
0: yeah, that's which like was, was it impressive. Jesus?
1: <laughs> it was Jesus. It was Jesus. Jesus. I was so, I, yeah, he, I sh- he, he smashed the carpenter <laughs> stage yeah. out, yeah, yeah. And,
2: and then just the well. Sesame timber. That's,
0: that's yeah. why I was surprised him didn't drop the carpenter stage because yeah. he still had the timber. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right.
2: The well, hot dog. We have a wiener.
1: So uh, yeah. Jesus did really well, but, but back to yeah. back to you. Travi. Yeah. So um, yeah, like,
0: I got uh yeah, sorry, eight rounds off and hit seven. So I was I was happy with that. That's um, pretty I good. I didn't expect to get to the four um loading my magazine. Um, okay. I said I'm pretty comfortable loading rounds, I don't have an issue with that. Yep. But I, I identified the the time constraints on the sa- on the stage, yep.
3: so I just focused on getting those those easy points basically. So
0: That's right. Andy,
1: yeah. what about you, mate?
3: Yeah, I, I struggled getting my rounds in the magazine. Um obviously I don't practice speed loading. Mm. Um so I got six shots off and got five.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. This, this is a stage that I did actually tr- trial before running the, the match um, to be fair I had two weeks to put this match together prior to the, the day it happened, so I didn't get to trial a lot of these stages this is one I did actually get to trial and and this um, hammers hone the uh, hammers home home the uh, difference between competition conditions and regular conditions because yeah. um, as as those who are perhaps listening who haven't shot a competition, um, it, as soon as that beat goes off, when it matters, just things fall apart. And and so I was able to do this stage all 12 rounds um, within the 60 seconds from a standing start. Jesus. But... He's back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard him again. <laughs> <laughs> but... But I had no pressure on me and it didn't matter if... I, you know, because I was trying to decide on timeframes and it, it it didn't matter and, and I got to run this stage multiple times back-to-back back and, and all those sort of things. So for all those reasons, it was... Yeah, now, I, I, I'm I definitely not the best shooter in the Phil Boney stretch and so I, I would always peg that the the better shooters, you know, guys in this room included, would sit above me uh, in that regard. But... Um, Very quickly, it became apparent that I probably should have either added more time into this or bounced it down to 10 rounds. Um, I was quite comfortable with many guys not getting all 10 rounds loaded because I saw so many fumbles. So again, this is a stage I ran, and I did see so many guys fumble loading. Mm. And um, I reckon Sean Milner from SDS Targets was the fastest split time between dropping, loading two rounds, and shooting two rounds Mm. off. Was on track in all honesty to nail all 12 rounds, and then on the second two rounds, he ran, he, he put in, fumbled on the second. But he was the fastest shooter of the entire day that mm. I saw load rounds, get in the gun, fire the two off, both hits, and, and go again.
3: I've got some footage of that, and I'll have to I show you because I, and is that true? Is, he is quick at cycling that bolt, too. Yeah, I, I roughly tried I mean, his to. wife
1: said he's quick at everything, but you mm. know. I just, just it's good to have video evidence.
3: Yep.
0: Uh, all aspects.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go, that's comprehensive review. <laughs> I was thinking it was because he was a pickpocket when he was younger or something like that. Just
1: <laughs> sorry, Sean. Sorry. Buy S T S targets, everyone, they're great.
2: Yeah.
3: But yes, um <laughs> he is very quick at cycling that boat. Um yep. Yeah, I just. He, he's got the next round loaded before yeah. that piece of brass has hit the ground. Yeah. Like yeah. it's.
1: He's, he's
2: quick. Mm. He's really oh, quick. What's his ejection angle? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an impressive stat. If it's just going straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He catches it in the air yeah. and then yeah. puts it on the ground slowly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can't wear that. <laughs> Good.
1: What were you talking about? Um, Good. Anyway. Uh, good. Mm. Yeah, the target was about three hundred meters. Fairly you know, reasonable target. It wasn't. It's was two MIA target. It mm. wasn't. It wasn't massive. Or it,
0: a, it a stage like that smaller. just reminds you that you don't have to worry about getting every shot off, though. Um, I think that's yeah the, the, the key yeah, point of having yeah that's really the key point of having that four at the end is was mo- a self like, leveler. Yeah, exactly. And if you're aware of sort of your limitations, you go well, probably not going to get those four shots loaded anyway. Yep. Um, and, and they should practice it a lot, so you know. You know, quite comfortably, you get eight shots off in sixty seconds. That's not a drama, and but it plays on your mind. You go, oh, but if I can get two more, then there's going to be that chance. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I, th- I think that was written brilliantly. Like with that mm. little bit, go it makes you question yourself. So, yeah, teaser.
1: It's what we call the red herring, which that's has been it. present in other where where the actual stage is unachievable, yep. but. Uh, It's realistic in terms of uh, a consistent result for everyone, and it may may make you push because the idea there is that guys would spend time loading those four rounds, but not actually being able to get them off. Yeah, easy. All right, there was one more stage which did not make this book. Do you guys remember what the stage was? Do you want me to bring up the actual um, brief? All
3: the things.
0: All All the damn things. things. This
1: is the one that's hit the um, Facebooks and Instagram videos the most. By a long way, actually. Mm,
3: I really enjoyed that one.
1: Yep.
0: no same. It was that point of difference. Um, like it was the, yeah. What a nice was, long. What was stage. the point of difference, Trevi? Uh, well, there was there was lots of things. It was, it was a long stage. The yep. shooter had choice. Um, there, yeah, it was. It was up to the individual. You had it you was know. about
2: all aspects, really. All, all That's the aspects. All it was all the things.
0: No, it, it just gave you that choice. You had you had ownership of how the stage went and mm. a lot of people shot it in different orders,
3: um, different positions. It it was really good to watch. Mm. Um yeah. Some people really tried to push and rush through it. Other, like I tried to take it a bit more cruisy and just made sure my, my shots actually counted. Yeah, same. So, yep. Um yeah, there's plenty of different ways to approach it i think the Um, the stage brief was you had to you had five shooting positions
0: um one was from a ladder one was prone one was from a tripod one was from a chair and one was standing unsupported Mm -hmm. um you had 320 seconds to engage each target with four rounds so basically you had to um yeah transition between all the stages so the the ladder position and the um, prone position were at opposite ends of the, the whole stage, which was probably what would you say, Andy, 25, 30 thirty metres apart? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, you had
3: to had to run around some bunting and um Yeah, yeah, it would have been a decent decent trek.
0: Yeah, it was it was a long way. So they were inherently the easier shots, weren't they? So you sort of had yep. to try and make a decision whether you could get the, the easier shots off fast to get yourself all worn out and puffed out before you went inside for the harder shots, so
3: yeah, yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people went that route as well to try and guarantee the the because uh, that, that was closer, wasn't it? They were at the closer. Yeah, market? they were. Yep, yeah, they were. Uh, no, they were at the fox because that was the fox oh, and the, fox, the that's yeah. Right, so the three.
0: 333 metres. That's right, yeah. And then the, the the three harder positions were actually closer to each other as well. So there was less yep. transition between the tripod, the sitting um, supporter stage and the standing supporter stage. So yep. um, it sort of made sense to shoot the easier positions first and then, then get inside and, and use up your time on those harder ones. So. Yeah.
1: Yep. This was the longest stage we've run at a PRS in Australia. Um, the longest so far had been 120 seconds. And as you guys mentioned, this was 320 seconds. So it was... It was a long stage. Uh, it was a really long stage, um, but it needed to be. And um, overall, this match was the longest match in terms of stages that we'd run. And just as I mentioned before, a different feel to the stages that they were in uh, in previous matches. And the the this from from my point of view when riding it, um, the the positions that you guys talked about were not difficult positions. Per se, they were just pretty stock standard courses of fire. Go and shoot. Was it four, four rounds? Yeah, four rounds from each position. From each position, position yeah. go and shoot it for pretty static on a target. And away you go. The, the challenge was the strategy of which ones to engage first, which ones do you do in what order. As you mentioned, that the, the hardest stage was clustered together, so you had to run more and make more mm. cover more ground in the sh- in the the easier stages, mm. and so. Um, Fortunately enough, this was a stage that could either go terribly or really well. Mm. And it was never going to be in between. And, and very fortunately enough, um, one, um, spent a bit of time designing it. And two, Ben Richardson, who ran the stage ran it really well.
0: He did, yeah. Really
1: well. And he was he's run a few stages now and, mm. and he was he ran with the shooter. He kept up with yep. the shooter. He was right on top of, you know, everything. And he ran it, I think, really well. Mm. From my my ability being on the stage next to him and watching yep. him. Yep. Um and I've had a number of people say to me it was their favourite stage. Um and I think that the the reason we got away with you know stage like that and people thinking it was really good is because Many of other PRS matches have been shorter, and and we haven't had that option. As stage as matches become more, some st- stages will be longer, some will be shorter. It's really good, but that unique mm. definer of people having uh, what's three three hundred and twenty seconds is what four and five minutes nearly. Yeah, it's five minutes. Yeah, five minute stages to to run. Is that right? Five minutes. five minutes. Yeah, yeah, good. Five minutes to run their stage. Was it? Yeah. man, yeah, it'll slow. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, Yeah, but you it, it just, Russian. <laughs> That's That's it. It. Right.
0: Um I think I said to Andy before I started that stage I was gonna set a countdown timer with my Bluetooth headphones. Yeah. Yeah. It, mm. but, but Not
1: silly. No, I I thought it would have been a good idea, but um To be fair though, mm. just do it and just Oh, exactly. You, no, you it was time out when you time out.
0: Ex- no, exactly. I, I, I didn't, didn't put the timer on anything. But I thought oh, three minutes twenty. Oh, sorry, three hundred twenty seconds. I'm like, oh, how am I going to know how I'm getting through the stage? But you just relax and just do it. Mm. Um, like mm. it's, it's, you can't let that time constraint bother yeah. you. If you don't get your shots off, you don't get them off. Simple That's as right. that. So. And
1: plenty of guys didn't get their shots off. Yeah. Um, it was a twenty point stage, which, to be fair, a twenty point stage would have been like a throw out of the match. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't ride it with the intention of anyone smacking twenty points. It was written with the intention of guys scoring in the 12 to 15 mark, and top score was 16. So Mm. I was really happy where where it finished out. Some of those points, you know, good. It it was relatively easy to score a solid 8 to 10 points relatively easily. But guys, really good guys, I don't know if if either of you guys, missed prone shots because that ladder stage ended up being a prone shot mm. really guys mm. top of the ladder over and shoot off the side of it which i i, I watched and saw and i was quite okay because the, the target you engaged off the ladder was the same target you engaged prone
3: yep. so from the other position
1: yeah, it, it, it didn't matter it yep. didn't matter you had to chew up a bit of time to drop that ladder down it was fine and so um yeah, I think I think it worked well, mm. and, and guys have, have asked for one of those stages to be present at every future match, um, mm. which I don't think will happen. By no, the way,
0: I, I wouldn't overuse the feature. No. I don't think it was it was a very cool novelty. We got to shoot it last, yeah, um, and it was it was exciting. The, um, the novelty
1: of it is is what made it so great, and I think you know if you see that in every few matches, that's uh, important. But um, you don't want to see that in every match, otherwise it becomes standard. Yeah, and
0: same with the the magazine changes in this match. Um, that's yes. another cool feature that would, if you had a few stages in a different match that appeared that and then it disappeared for a few rounds and then it came yeah. back in, it's really cool. You
1: bring me on to another point. I will probably finish up on is that the PRS matches here are now becoming more mature mm. and you will find that individual matches will start to take their own flavour. One of the problems in the past is that we've been limited in how many match directors have been involved. Last season there was three match directors and and the season before oh, there was only one match there's only one match director but this year there's seven matches and and um well there was there was going to be six match directors now there's only five. And, and so I'd, I was running Mildura and I was running Apocalypse and you guys both shot both of them. Mm. Um, I would like to think, and the intention was that Mildura was so different to Apocalypse. Definitely. Yeah. And, and it was a super conscious effort to make those two matches so different from each other because one, say match director, you don't, you don't want that same style to happen match travis match and then another match afterwards to be like oh this is the same as mildura mm. um and also the location that location is is a you've got a hill rising up and you can stack targets in a way that on mildura and monado they're flat ranges you can't stack targets vertically meaning that you can't put like Minato, if we tried to do that oklahoma trip line one where you got seven targets in a row you just end up Blocking other targets, That's the same right. with Mildura. We can't do that other matches. So this match was much more along the lines of smaller targets, um, and more of them. Um, with mm. probably a lot less. And and one of the comments I saw, but not necessarily as a negative. Certainly, I didn't take it as a negative. Is uh, not a lot of barricades.
0: No, definitely not. But the the advantage of that range, though, is you get, as you said, the the elevation change in your targets. Yes. And the wind. Um, that's yeah. one of the yeah. best because that that mountain at the back of the range is a, a sort of dome shape. Yes, the wind yeah, just yeah. swells around it. So there's there's a lot of natural factors that come into play on that range as yeah. opposed to shooter discipline. So and
1: I think that that's what will happen. I mean, Darwin, which is in a couple of weeks, is uh, is pretty known. A week and a half, probably less, um, is well known as a. Um, there's lots of barricades, barricade heavy. It's a limited 500 flat range again. So barricades play a big role and they, they've got some cool barricades and you know that sort of thing. Um, whereas Little River, I think it would be a waste if it was just full of barricades. I, th- I think it
0: would be a, a lot harder with barricades as well um, because you've got that un- well, that less supportive position on a shooter with those wind constraints as well. Yeah. So it would it, yeah. it could potentially be a double negative and it's a real risk on points.
1: Um, yeah, so, so a little bit. I mean, there were six prone... Only prone stages of that particular match, and yep. and uh, I think that we will see these matches start to take their own flavour. One of the exciting things is the bucket match, which is the one after Darwin, the Ignition Custom Winter Classic, is very uh, is uh, Jake Simmons is the match director for that one, and he's run some matches there, and so we will see different different course of fire from that. So that's very exciting, which is uh, which is good, mm. which is very good. So uh, anyway, that was uh, still Apocalypse. I guess, um, yeah, it was. It was only uh, 15, 15 stages, but um, uh, we 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 pe- we actually had the largest round count of a PRS so far with one hundred and eighty-seven off memory being the yeah, actual round count, uh, the the actual minimum round
0: count. It was, yeah,
1: yeah, and so uh, that's the highest round count we've seen from match in Australia, and uh, there's some downsides with that, but by the same token, there's um. We got to do a lot of mag changes. Mm. And I,
0: th- I think weather aside, all that sort of stuff, it was it was a fun weekend. Yeah, um, I don't. I oh, didn't yeah. think I saw any any sad people all weekend. Um, even rolling around in the mud, getting your gear dirty, it was it was. I was fun. pretty sad on Monday.
1: You we, were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's <laughs> another story. <laughs> <It's> another story. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Well, mm. guys, we have we've certainly uh, we've done two episodes out of that, so that has uh, cracked through some uh, some stuff. Um, uh, Duchy, anything to add into the uh, discussion there? No. No, not not even. Uh,
2: nah, nothing. <laughs>
1: I think I thought I thought that was the case. Good. Uh, I, d- well. I did
2: notice there wasn't any shooting from grass or water. Yeah,
1: that's a shame. Our Patreon supporters will get that. That's all right. Brilliant. Well, that was the Steel 2019. Thanks to Delta Tactical for uh, supporting that one. Next matchup is the Nightforce Heatstroke. Open up in Darwin, and the match after that uh is the uh, ignition custom Winter classic in bucken hey we may as well announce Did did i show you lads this one um we may as well announce the next match i mean the dates are up and have been up on the website for quite a while but the details may as well come out now um the uh let me bring this artwork up so you boys can look at it if you haven't seen it yet pretty sure i showed you um the come on drum roll I don't have a drum roll on this thing, Sorry we'll have to go go with. That's close enough. Close enough to a drum roll. (laughs) The match in September up at Biggledon. Uh, Biggledon. Biggledon is uh, the Huntsman uh, Australia presents the Battle of bigodon 2019 at uh, Biggenden in uh, Queensland. That is the last weekend in September the 27th to the 29th Battle of Biggerden. Uh That uh, will be released sometime in August. The details there, but make sure you lock it in, get up to Queensland. If you're Queenslander, we need you in the series. We need you competing. So mm-hmm. uh, if you've uh, get, get stuck into it, uh, get around it and... Uh, we will, uh, we will see you there. Either of you guys shooting that or that's the one you're going to miss out because it's, yeah. yep. it's ages you're away. It's ages away. you that's going to have to miss Yeah, fair call. You yeah. bloody Adelaide boys. Oh, that's, that's, that's understandable. You don't have to make every match. Uh, you don't have to make every match anyway. Very good. All right, guys. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming in. Chevy, thanks for uh, being a special guest in your Steelpocalypse shirt.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Easy done and uh, we'll catch you guys later.
0: Easy. Thanks for listening to the Precision
1: Shooting Podcast.
0: To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact
2: Dynamics.